Hi, and welcome to Finding Your Way Through Therapy. I am your host, Steve Bissam. I'm an author and mental health counselor. Are you curious about therapy? Do you feel there is a lot of mystery about therapy? Do you wonder what your therapist is doing and why? The goal of this podcast is to make therapy and psychology accessible to all by using real language and straight-to-the-point discussions. This podcast wants to remind you to take care of your mental health, just like you would your physical health. Therapy should not be intimidating. It should be a great way to better health. I will demystify what happens in counseling, discuss topics related to mental health, and discussions you can have with your therapist. I also want to introduce psychology in everyday life, as I feel most of our lives are enmeshed in psychology. I want to introduce the subtle and not-so-subtle ways psychology plays a factor in our lives. It will be my own mix of thoughts as well as special guests. So join me on this discovery of therapy and psychology. Hi, and welcome to episode 22 of Finding Your Way Through Therapy. I'm Steve Bison. We're going to talk about bereavement today and grief. But before I do that, I hope that you got a chance to listen to episode 21. If you haven't done so, please do. My conversation with Bill and Kara was amazing. And I know it's a theme of trauma and loss and crisis work has a lot to do with that. So I hope you get a chance to listen to that. So today I'm going to talk about bereavement and grief. As you know, the holidays are coming up and a lot of people struggle with the bereavement stuff and the loss, especially with people who have lost loved ones during the course of the year, especially with COVID-19 occurring and the pandemic. So there's been a lot of that. So let's start with basic definition. That's always my way of starting things. So bereavement is the state of being sad because someone you love has passed away. Now, it is not the only thing that is about bereavement. There's a lot of grief that goes with that, and we'll talk about the differences of that. But bereavement can lead to a lot of different things. Trouble sleeping, change in appetite, trouble concentrating, a lot of the things that you would find in the traditional diagnosis of major depression disorder. So, you know, you might have lost someone in January, but it's still affecting you. And then the holidays kind of remind you that they won't be there for the holidays. So it's really difficult to kind of like rationalize that. And the first thing I would encourage you is to not rationalize your bereavement or your grief because there is no sense to it, right? Because it's not something we control and it's making sure that we kind of like pay attention to our own signs and cues and going from that. So I think that bereavement and grief is also very important to remember that this is not only about loss, but it could also be because someone's declining health. It could be one of your loved ones has declining health, or you had an end of a relationship during the course of the year and you're missing them during the holidays. There's a lot of different things that go into the bereavement and grief stage. And we can definitely talk about that. I mean, everyone that I work with, I talk about Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, and I know a lot of my colleagues in the field will say, well, that's been disproven. She even said it in her deathbed, blah, blah, blah. But again, I always like to think about that if it is, and it, it could be very well true, but I do think that with the stages of grief, there's some value in that. And keeping that in mind is very important. She originally had an order to him. She obviously changed her mind, but let me go through the, the, the stages of grief. But remember, there is no order. This is something that is just going to happen in different orders. So the first one is denial. You, f- you avoid the information, you are confused about the information, and you try not to deal with it. And that's the denial stage. Anger is when you start lashing out at other people. It could be loved ones. It could be something that doesn't even relate to the loss. It just could be just you lashing out at others. The th- third stage that she talks about is bargaining. 
And that's when I talk about the seven dirty words really come in. What if, what could have been, what should have been, what would have been a lot of buts. I think that that's the stuff that happens with bargaining is that we start going through that thought process and absolutely normal, by the way, this is one of the things that I hope you get from this conversation is that this is absolutely normal. This is not something that is abnormal. Then depression, and we talked about the major depression disorder stuff, but it's, you know, trouble sleeping, being upset, crying, feeling hopeless, and stuff like that that occurs. And then the final one is acceptance, where you accept the death. One of the things that I would argue, just like a lot of people would, these are good steps, but they're never in the same order, and they can change. So you get to acceptance. You might be in denial about something else. You might fall into anger, even if you've accepted the loss. There's no order to it, and it's something that keeps on going up and down. It stabilizes with time, obviously, but it doesn't mean you don't fall back in other parts of your stages of grief because of that. So something to keep in mind, because I don't want anyone to say, well, this is the order that Steve told me. I've never said an order. Um, It's just what uh, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross talked about, I really believe that there's a lot of value in what she talked about. So that is why I want to like, kind of like support that and recognize that she had a lot of good ideas in regards to that. The other thing too, is that, you know, we're, we're November now it's the holidays and it's going to happen a whole lot. I personal story. And you know me, I try to share as much as I can. I personally hate the month of November, uh, December. I don't mind November. December is very difficult for me and I keep it up for my kids. I keep it up for others, but having lost my grandmother in December about 15 years ago, having lost my father about six years ago in December and something very personal is we had two miscarriages with me and my ex-wife that I think about pretty much every December, frankly, I think about it a lot. And so the holidays brings a lot of that. I also had a few clients pass away, including someone who passed away from suicide. So December, December is just a tough month for me. And I really struggle with a lot of the stuff. What I will talk to you about here and what to do with the holidays in particular is that something that I've not only will give you advice about, but I also have followed this advice. So hopefully this is helpful to you. First thing I would say is plan ahead. The one thing that you got to do is figure out what you're going to do. So I already have my plans for Christmas. I have my plans for New Year's. I have my plans for Thanksgiving, probably done like October, September sometimes, just so I have kind of a goal of what I'm going to do. And if there's more invites, I try to get to those too, because isolation is my worst enemy. And I would say to everyone that isolation during the holidays will be more difficult. It's a great way to fall back into a lot of difficulties in regards to the grieving process. Not that it's not normal to have, obviously it is, but I certainly would say to you that plan ahead of what you're going to do. And second thing that I would absolutely say is be gentle with yourself. When December comes around, I used to try my best to pretend I'm going to be okay. Things are going to get better, blah, blah, blah. And guess what? It never helped. And realizing I got to be nice to myself and say that, you know, I don't need to get over it. I got to get through it, which is one of the things I talk about in bereavement as well as trauma. But bereavement in particular, it's like you got to get through it. 
be nice to yourself. No toxic positivity. And what I mean by that is, you know, people have it worse than you and you're not a, one of my biggest pet peeves is toxic positivity. So I definitely would say to you, be careful about people who say, well, you know, cheer up. It's the holidays. You don't need to cheer up for the holidays. You can cheer up if you want to, and you can grieve if you want to, and you can miss the loved ones if you want to. So all the stuff to remember. Don't overextend yourself. Know your limitation is also very important. What I mean by that is this. If I have a few friends, thankfully, I've I've been in this country long enough that I have about four or five friends that always say, hey, come over for the Thanksgiving or Christmas or New Year's. They always want to be there for me. And I'm not going to try to please everyone. I'm going to try to see if I can get one, two plans. And the third ones, I say, I'll see how I feel. And most of my friends and you know people here have said to me, I absolutely respect that. And be okay with not overextending yourself. And knowing my limitation is very important. So obviously, I avoid drinking alcohol during that time for many reasons, but I especially during my grieving time in my difficult month. And obviously, I can try to make better memories, and that's what I try to do. But I don't force myself to make better memories because maybe I'm not ready. Maybe forcing it is not going to help me. In fact, it's going to make me feel worse. So I don't overextend myself. I don't. I know my limitations, and more importantly, know who you can reach out to. When I talk about people who invite me over, I think about particularly about four of my friends. They've been absolutely wonderful to always invite me, treat me like family. No, we don't argue and throw stuff. They actually treat me nicely. But they also kind of like, if I go, look, I can't take it. I got to go. They go, go ahead. I'll talk. I'll call you later. And they typically check in on me. And sometimes they just say, hey, happy, you know, happy holidays or Merry Christmas or happy Hanukkah or whatever holiday you want to celebrate. They tend to just say, check on me and see how I'm doing. Not to be a pain, but just like have that buddy system going. And finally, and the most important thing for me to remember is that you need to know how to ask for help. For me, I have a therapist. I've been very clear that I have a therapist. I have friends that are there for me, and I try my best to reach out to them and ask for help. You know what? I'm, I'm struggling thinking about XYZ or whatever, or I really miss XYZ or what, whatever, and I think that that's important to do. I talked a lot about myself here, but obviously it's all advice that I give to you, my audience. I give it to my clients. I give it to friends, I give it to family, and hopefully you understand that this is what I was trying to make it personal by sharing a little bit of how difficult the holidays are for me, but it's okay, and I don't have to be happy for everyone. I don't need to pretend, and frankly, many of my clients know that sometimes in December, I'm not feeling great, and I might cancel, and not because I don't want to be with them, but because I need to know my limitations. So I would absolutely encourage you to do that, and that buddy system is so important. I think about it about like the stuff that we go through, especially with people with substance use issues. I talk about the holidays here, but at substance use, we also have a grief and a bereavement process that occurs when we stop the substance use problematic issues. And having that buddy system, someone to reach out, know your limitations, all that stuff really applies to that too. So that is why I would say that during the holidays, know all these things and obviously find someone you can trust. Episode 23, another great episode. I got to tell you, I can't tell you how excited I am to share with you my conversation with Blythe Landry. Blythe has been a friend of mine for six years, and she wrote a great book called Trauma Intelligence. And she will be sharing a little bit about that book, obviously, 
and we're going to talk about our own views of trauma and things like that. So I hope that you can join us for episode 23. It's going to be very exciting. Also understand that this is for entertainment purposes. And I, while I stand behind what I say, if you need help, seek a professional. And this is not considered advice from a professional. Seek out professional help. Please like and subscribe on your favorite platform. This podcast, obviously, make do a review if you wish, and that always helps. But I can't wait to see you for episode 23.